Alright, and it seems like we're ready to roll here, fellas. What's good, everyone? It's great to have you all here tonight. Welcome to the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is episode number 190, the place for Xbox talk on Sunday nights, and so much more from around the gaming globe. I'm your host, Invader, and I hope all of you tuning in tonight are doing well, enjoying the summer and all that fun stuff. For tonight's show, we've got a few topics to go over. 343 Industries have dropped details about Halo Infinite's multiplayer beta. What do we think? Are we excited? Will we be checking it out? Well, we'll dive right into that. As well, this past week's previews drop for Double Fine's Psychonauts 2. Is this shaping up to be a superb platformer? All that and so much more. But first, let me dive right into the uh, the panel. Let me introduce everybody on tonight. And first, I'll start off with the Arizona man, Centurion. What's what's going on, brother? What is going on, everybody? It is Sunday night. It is time to talk games. It is time to get pumped. I know I'm excited. I don't know what anybody's talking about. There is tons of things to talk about. I know news has been a little slow, but there is still a lot of stuff to talk about. And, um, man, just kind of wrapping some projects up at work and finally got a little bit of gaming in. Uh, really looking forward to playing Hitman 3. I picked this up on the sale. I've played the other two. And I'm really finally, I'm looking forward to actually closing out the story of Agent 47, at least in, in this in this trilogy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really need to uh, get back into that, man. Like, I've been working through my backlog of games, so... Uh, so you haven't played the original Hitman? Uh, not the original original, but the one that started this whole trilogy of, re- like, pretty much reinvigorating the franchise. No, no, I haven't, actually. The one thing I like about it is, so when you play, it is a sandbox arena. Like, um, we'll just say you're dropped off at a hotel resort in the middle of India. And you go through the, the briefing plan and you're told who you need to eliminate. There is side objectives that you can do, basically, that would alter world events kind of thing. So they give you side objectives. But the main premise is to somehow get to the main target and get out of there without being noticed. Um, and that's where it gets fun. Do you, like, follow a waiter into a room where there's nobody around, knock him out, assume the role of the waiter? Do you somehow kind of kite one of the security guards away and get a much more uh, authoritative role so that way you have access to areas that normally the waiter doesn't have access to because he's not a security guard? It is pretty much an open sandbox for you to take out your objective by any means necessary. I've always said that this Hitman series is more Assassin's Creed than Assassin's Creed is now. Hmm. Well said, well said, brother. Yeah, I definitely need to, uh, I mean, I've been going through my own backlog, like I've been saying, but yeah, I may need to pick that up. I, actually, I got Backlogs see if... are a brutal task, especially with all the games coming out today. Uh, yeah, and did you see the sale going on right now? The Oh, uh, yeah. No, oh, no, that's what I was talking about. I've already, yeah. um, like, I've already dropped, like, like, 60 bucks. So I've already got what I need for the Microsoft reward points. Shockley to be proud of me. <laughs> no doubt no doubt no i actually probably would be uh, heck i'm proud of you i've been building up my points as well so uh you know that's always exciting um but yeah we'll go down the list here i, I really like the microsoft rewards program it's a uh, very it's the highest useful. you've ever got your balance to 
Uh, not as far as some others. Maybe like eighty thousand, something like that. Oh damn! I'm like, I think I've only got it up to sixty thousand once. Oh, I've seen people. Yeah, go crazy. there's no sense of doing that. I mean, you want to make sure your stuff is on the auto redeem. Yeah. So you get the plus value. You get the points for even less points. Like you get the ten dollar gift card for less points. True. Yeah, level level two or whatever reward number you are. I knew a guy that um, I will go through introductions uh, and I'll tell you, explain what's going on. But I knew a guy that had three hundred eighty four thousand rewards, and the reason why he had so much was because he couldn't redeem it. He had a glitch. So I got Aaron Greenberg involved. Uh, Chris, Nintendo dad was his name, Chris, Chris Becker. Um, he's a good guy, gamer. So he came to me with the problem, and I went to Aaron. And Aaron, the good community guy that he did, got in touch with the team that handles that. And they said, you're right. We can't fix it. And what they did was... They gave him the amount of money and credit that his balance was. But the kicker was that they couldn't figure out a way to redeem it. So they still let him have his points. And he got the amount of money for that he could get. And they said that they're going to get back to him. I never knew whatever happened uh, if, if they ever took the, the points away. But when they left him off, he had, he still had the points, still no way of redeeming it. But he got the whole balance of three hundred eighty-four thousand. It was like it was like four hundred bucks worth. Uh, so I like to tell that funny story, and uh, also story about how Aaron gets involved with people in the community. Um, there's a gentleman in the community right now. I'm pretty sure in we've all met him. Um, he actually saved up enough reward points to buy a Series X for 200 bucks. Oh, uh, who was that? That was Dreadpool. I believe if I remember the story right, Dreadpool said he saved up enough money to where he had only like 200 and some dollars wrapped up in buying a Series X directly from Microsoft. Oh, damn. Like he had been, he had been like banking points for like ever because he was saving them up from the Series X. At least if that's the story I remember hearing him tell. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know uh, Jamie Moran said he had, I thought oh, he must have over like a uh, hundred thousand points. Uh, let's see. Lady Foxfire in the chat. Hey, Foxy, how's it going? She says that she has 28,000 points. Hey, that's good. That's really nice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, more introductions. Tim, buddy. Hey, uh, how's the past week been for you? Well, it's been um, pretty uh, eventful. I supposedly have my CDL test on Monday, uh, Tuesday, but uh, I'm supposed to have a birth certificate, birth certificate uh, when it came, and, and then I was going to get my wife to drop it off, and then they dropped. Well, we have to, by law, offer you three hours to take the test, even though I know you won't take that long. So we cannot offer you the test today. So I had to reschedule. And I'm uh, taking tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock. But otherwise, right now I'm on the phone. I'm driving from my friend's house. We went to uh, a party for the Mets game and stayed there a little. I ran a little late. 
and uh, that's why I'm on the phone. So if I sound a little wonky, uh, you know, just bear with me. I'm driving. I'll be home in about 20 minutes. Uh, but yeah, as far as the the show, uh, like Centurion said, you know, it's maybe not the biggest news week, but we do got a lot to talk about, and we're gonna go into it. Uh, you know, the days of Game Pass delivering are going to start to really open up, and uh, we got a real exciting week ahead of us um, uh, with uh, some of the games, that, and we'll go into that stuff uh, during the show. But, yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, totally, brother. All right. <coughs> Shockley Buddy sneaking in at the end. Uh, been gaming much over the past week? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of my, uh, <laughs> well, waiting for, you know, the set and some of these other games to come out on Game Pass, but uh, uh been delving a lot more, and I started last week into my uh, N64, and I oh, recently yeah. got a EverDrive for it, but uh, there's some really cool games I wish that I would have, like, gotten as a kid and not spent my money on games that I thought were trash, <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, some people like Glover. But for some reason, it hooked me in the in the trailer. And then if you've ever played that game. Oh, Glover. Just... I know Glover. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I bought that thing for forty two dollars. I remember I spent my like remaining Christmas money on. But I could have spent my money on like Castlevania Legacy of Darkness, which is a really cool game. Probably not many Castlevania, you know, fans have played. Um, that one's pretty cool. It was kind of like Castlevania 64, which was rushed out the door and cut a lot of content it's basically like them making like oh let's finish the game that we originally made castlevania 64 put the content back in make it a better game and okay here's what you should have gotten initially so it's a pretty well-made game for characters so it's if you've ever played any of the especially if you're a fan of any of the castlevania 3d games like on the ps2 definitely check this one out but uh also uh delving in hybrid heaven uh made by konami um i think kojima also produced some of it because it had a lot of that kojima it definitely feels mm -hmm. like a kojima game <laughs> it's basically a rpg uh but instead of like you know having swords and stuff like final fantasy you you're like uh like punching like you're strategizing and like taking swings and like you'll take too much damage on your arm so you can't block from that side so it's a really cool like sci-fi game if you've ever checked it out. So that's what I've been playing the uh, the past uh, past week or so. So those have been pretty pretty interesting. A lot of games that I, I probably totally looked over because I was younger and played a bunch of platformers that were huge at that time or Zelda. Um, but there is even though there's a small <laughs> library of games on the N64, there's definitely some uh, in gems in there like Shadow Man, um, a few others. Oh, absolutely, and I, I remember seeing the uh, the in the in our group DM the the pictures that you posted uh, with the, was a Mario sixty four. Man, those colors are really popping on there, eh? Well, uh, I think my I think I lost my headset. What'd you say? Oh no, sorry. I was just commenting on the uh, the pictures that you posted in the DM with uh, Mario sixty four. Those oh, colors, yeah. man. Th those colors, man. Those really caught my eye. They're really popping out there. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's if you if you spend the money and it's it's starting to become more viable. So if you you know had nostalgia for the N sixty four, I know the Ultra HDMI mod has been super hard to get, and that's why my thing's gone up in value like in a ridiculous amount. But there's a new one called uh, I think it's a N sixty four digital by Pixel FX. 
Um, but now that's going to be a little bit more widely available. Still kind of an expensive mod somewhat, but man, does it make the N64 more playable because <laughs> it's so much because Nintendo put a kind of like a, a blur effect on N64 to kind of smudge the uh, pixelation. Um, so when you play it on today's like with a composite, you know, old yellow signal uh, that you stick in your TV, it looks like trash. <laughs> that's why when people go back to it and like, oh, man, this Zelda looks terrible. Um, but that's why, because it's it's not the actual true image. Um, that's where the HDMI directly taps into it. And that thing look was, you know, it wasn't exactly 3D all stars level, but it was pretty close to like rivaling that. Um, but yeah, it, it looked freaking amazing. And that was on my, uh, tube TV that I was showing you and it looked ridiculous. So, mm. yeah, no, that looked pretty sick, man. Uh, I definitely like, I well, love some of those old, uh, quirky N64 titles. All right. Uh, now just a reminder, folks, you can find us on a wide variety of audio platforms. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. Just that, you know what, a different way to get your TXR fix, and that's always a good thing in my books. Okay, folks, let's kick things off with some Halo talk. And 343 Industries have finally dropped some details on the Halo Infinite beta. In a blog post a few days back, 343 stated that the first beta flight will start sometime this summer. I mean, it seems like it's going to be sometime very soon from how they're wording things, but the main focus on the flight, or at least the first, the very first flight, is the addition of AI bots, as well as trying out the Academy weapons drills and a variety of different arena maps and some more fun stuff like UI and such. Centurion Buddy, is this something that you're looking forward to trying out? I mean, I'm not sure how much of a Halo multiplayer guy you are, but Dad, are you thinking about trying this out? Halo is trash. Is that stuff nobody ever said? (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I am looking forward to this. Um, And I'm going to, so I watched the videos. Man, I'm getting some nostalgic feels from back in the Halo 3 era. At least that's for me. Um, those tight corridors, jumping over from some of those corridors and landing on those bridges. I mean, I remember some of those arena maps from Halo 3, and I was kind of getting those vibes. Um, definitely looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing all the features they're going to integrate with, like, Battle Pass and all that. Um, and... The one thing I like is at least in the beta for now, it looks at least from the way it reads, they're not opening it up to PVP. They're making it more PVE against bots, except for um, in some of the articles I read, um, the bots themselves are going to come. You have the ability to set the degree of difficulty, but there is some, the bots do follow somewhat predetermined, I guess, programming based on their difficulty. It, I think it's a really cool idea that they're not just going to open the gates and allow everybody start trying to beat each other up and you're going to probably see all the craziness ensue on social media. They're just wanting to keep this pretty much as a beta for the fans and they are definitely going to pull out all the stops it looks like and I mean I don't know about you guys this is definitely a day one checkout for me if they definitely let me in the beta access. All right. You see, that's what I was going to ask, uh, you know, just to follow up with this. So uh, you registered, right? 
Oh obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think some of the original. I think how many people. My God, how many did they say had already registered? I th- it was like some obscene number. I believe the number was stated at oh, just over a hundred thousand, or something it's, like that. Yeah, which you know, yeah, let's just uh, for beta test, a that's actually people. a lot. Yeah, it was a hundred thousand with a lot of uh, people who didn't fully fully fill out, but the overall perception or reception of the Halo flight was absolute insanity. Uh, Many people are very, very, very excited about this, and it's a test, and uh, you already get people, you know, um, you know, trying to make mountains out of mohills and trying to just, like, point trouble when there's no trouble. I mean, this is obviously the, to to test the system and to learn how, uh, you know, it reacts on a multiplayer environment and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I expect when it hits the flighting begins and this all stuff is that they're going to be very inundated with a lot of people. There is an enormous amount of hype right now around Halo. Now, not to be total, does anybody know about exactly how they're programming the bots? Cause I actually found an article that talked about what they were doing. Not exactly. No, I, I'll be honest. I haven't gone through all the details. If there are that, uh, like, I, I know that the uh, in the recent three four three blog, there was a lot of different details put over. But uh... um, they come in four difficulties: recruit, marine, ODST, and Spartan. Uh, and basically, they're trying to say bots are fair. They won't change their health and damage values by the difficulty. They up their intelligence and their resourcefulness. Um, They're saying that ODST and Spartan difficulty bots will effectively dodge grenades and uh, rockets where recruits and Marines won't. Um, All bots will use equipment and higher level bots will grapple shot to you to finish you off with a melee kill if your health is low enough. Um, And they also say the bots are programmed to keep track of uh, power weapon spawns and they will sprint to claim them. Hmm. So, yeah, they're definitely... uh, they're definitely uh, wanting to try some new stuff with bots here, and I'm I'm kind of really intrigued on wanting to go against some of these bots, especially on the higher difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with AI bots coming into Halo. Um, I don't know if you've ever played uh, Gears of War multiplayer, but uh, bots are featured there as well, and I mean they're pr- they can be pretty aggressive at, at uh, times as well. Uh, they can put up a good fight. I don't know. It just, um, you know, that's something that I, I really, really like about Halo, for example. Even just going back to the campaign, just like, again, like fighting against AI. So I'm really curious, like, again, Centurion, when you're talking about, again, these different uh, levels and so on, ODST, Spartan, and so on, I'm just, I really want to see how much they'll like actually be competitive and react to the players. So. I don't, I'm just, again, I'm very curious to see how they play out. Um, for the record, I am signed up. I am registered to play in the uh, Halo Infinite beta. Hopefully, I, I mean, I get selected. But, uh, again, I'm a huge Halo fan, and I hey, I really want to try this out. Uh, by the way, is there anybody in the chat here that's looking forward to try the uh, Halo Infinite beta? Are you registered at all? Let me know down in the chat. Um... Let's see. Um, 
Now, Centurion, is there anything uh, that you really want to try out in the beta? Like, whether it be vehicles, uh, different weapons that we've seen, or modes, anything like that? Oh my gosh, I don't think I could pinpoint one thing other than the arena battles itself. Um, but from what they're talking about, it looks like they're only going to be putting in uh, certain weapons into mm -hmm. the actual arena battle to have the full arsenal or to actually see a lot of what they've done. Like when it comes to the newer stuff, um, it appears that they're putting in what they call a weapon drill where I'm believing you're probably just more than likely going to have that whole thing where you're at the shooting range and you get to play with the weapons. Um, for me, if you want to talk the one thing that comes off top of my head, I'm wanting to check out the battle pass UI. I know it has nothing to do with gameplay and stuff like that, but I'm really curious on how they're going to integrate a battle pass system into a game that's never seen a battle pass system. And um, for some reason that has just really piqued my interest. It's really cool that they're actually going to give you a preview of it. I don't think I'm heck. I wouldn't be surprised if they allowed some of the players to actually, you know, have a beta battle pass that obviously would be free of charge. And based on how you play the game, probably have some cosmetic items that would be exclusive to you once the game is released because you participated in the beta event. Uh, we've seen numerous games that actually will uh, give the players uh, exclusive cosmetic items to actually let them know they help beta test the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you know what I think is funny is, is that if you look, originally this was the plan for uh, people in the community to test out, uh, you know, the the multiplayer and do flights like this and. Uh, last year, when they had the delay, uh, when was the delay? It was probably, I think it was announced. I think it was in August. August. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, August. So, I'm more on August. So at this time, you could just see that the progression, you know, that that, that they're, they're ahead of the ballgame. Because that wasn't, I don't even think that was going to be on the table, put it that way. Uh, you know, I think that they were actually possibly looking at a structured um, or a staggered release um, where the multiplayer might have came later or whatever. But um, this points to be uh, as good news for Halo, uh, you know, for Halo, its release, its fans. Um, the reception, like I said, is, is absolutely crazy. I mean, you, can, you know the reception's crazy when you see, like, people acting irrational, and, you know, there was some stuff that went on Twitter the day that came out that people were just going crazy. Um, you know, people said some stuff and, and people were like, oh, how is he getting into it? And there was a whole big to-do-da about this stuff. But, you know, as gamers, we're very passionate and it's just great to see the passion there. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm of, the, uh, of the thinking that uh, this is a positive sign for 343 that they want to get out there. Uh, and, and do this if they were really in hide mode or they weren't confident about their product um, maybe in last year's mindset they might have not done this but I think that being that they're doing it and they're going to put themselves out there and, and, and they're ready to learn from uh, uh, you know from players uh, which was the original plan all along uh, is a very good sign and uh uh, I, I, listen, personally, I'm not going to do the beta. I, I'm not signing up. I'm not going to, you know, inquire 
you know, with him and try to get involved. I'm just basically uh, going to be there day one. I'm particularly, I love the multiplayer, but I'm particularly not good at it. Uh, I become frustrated. So, uh, you know, I, I'm more all about that campaign. I'm ready for it to be polished day one, ready. Uh, you know, and I'll be, I'll be all about it. But, you know, for people like Centurion, and, and others um, in the chat and stuff like that, it's great that we have people that want to test and uh, want to, you know, make the game better. Because if you didn't have people like that, you know, you, it would stink. And, and uh, you know, of course, there's probably going to be some stupid stuff like, you know, if there's a, you know, a, a, a somebody falling through a freaking sky or fall through the map or some type of stupid glitch. It's going to be plastered all over the place. Even though it is probably going to involve the grappling, the grappling hook and air, yeah. you know, we're thinking we're now taking multiplayer from a ground based thing. Most of the, cause most of the time when you're in the air, it involves a vehicle, but now we're talking about somebody running down the ground that actually can grapple themselves up to your vehicle and pretty much pull you out of it and throw you on the ground. Um, that's where I'm thinking there's probably going to be a lot of get glitches from people like kind of overshooting and probably landing somewhere in the map that they didn't plan on you landing. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt on that. I was just saying you're probably going to see it happen a lot with the, the graphics. No, no, you, you never interrupt. Like I always say, we always love your input. But yeah, you're 100% right. I could see uh, somebody grappling like uh, one of the, 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 the spaceships. What are they called? The, um, the Banshees. The Banshees and like the Banshee not there and all you do is you see the Spartan in the air like doing the animations on a Banshee but there's no Banshee there. <laughs> you know, like something like that. Or, you know, there's probably going to be some stuff that's here and there. But uh, again, I emphasize that it is a test and it's to make the game better for the ultimate release. So, you know, I see some of these guys already, you know, complaining and looking to just like lustfully take down the game. Uh, you know, get you know. I think that's. I, I honestly that that stuff annoys me because um, we have to be open as gamers to realize that this is stuff that developers work very hard on, and it's not easy. And there's so many different elements, especially what we're talking about in Halo. Like you said, the the sheer. There's going to be vehicles. There's going to be banshees flying. There's going to be grapples going all over the place. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of interactions that, um, from what it sounds like, is going to be kind of new. Um, I don't remember. I remember, was there a game that, that, that utilized a grapple that I think that this is going to be? I get the idea that a lot of people are going to grapple on this. I'm trying to think of a game. I remember um, it was a game made by Capcom, but it was a single-player game. It was... Uh, it had a grapple, Dead Life or something. Um, hmm. Do you guys remember the game where you used to grapple? It was like a shooter. Somebody in the chat, a Capcom made it, I believe. Light, uh, planet, Dead Planet, Life Planet. Oh, Lost Planet? Lost, Lost Planet, yeah. That game had a grapple, and I thought they did it well, but I just get the feeling that um, the first days of flighty, everyone's going to be grappling around, and they'll like. Well, it is supposed said, to be a power up, I believe. I don't think you just get it. Do you oh, it? that's good. That's good. Because that's where mm -hmm. people were worried about, like, oh, then this is just going to be 
insane. Like some of the diehards are going to be like, well, if you can just do that, then because you could see what you could do with it. You could jack people with their uh, vehicles. You could take, oh, I'm going to grab that before you get it. I uh, Sorry, my head's out there. Um, uh, I can grab that item before you can get to it, you know, because I'm grappling or whatever. So uh, apparently they're saying it's supposed to be a power up. So you can race to get the grapple and fight over it like how Halo's supposed to be. That's why people kind of hated Halo 4's multiplayer was because you can load out with, you know, certain abilities and weapons and why people also hated, well, some people hated Reach as well because you had all these other abilities that you just got from the get-go, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all about, like, fine balancing, too. Like, I mean, you bring up Reach, for example, Shock. It's like people could choose, like, you know, they had to choose between Sprint or a Jetpack or, you know, there's different stuff like that. And it's like, I think with, from what I'm seeing initially from Halo Infinite, like, uh, you can sprint, but it's not much of a sprint as it was uh, in the previous two games. And uh, the loadouts, like, again, you can pick up items, but it kind of works differently than how it did in Halo 3 and so on. And uh, Halo uh, Reach. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are curious to see how 343 is doing the balancing act when it comes to all these different power-ups and weapons. And just a general curiosity of... uh, them taking some more inspiration from like some of the earlier games and uh, again just like the inspiration from the brutes too and like some of the new weapons and the vehicles too no less i mean we got the chopper back we got the razor back which is the uh, armored warthog and uh, you know quite a few other things from what i'm to understand so that brute weapon as well the the skewer that giant uh what was it that uh, it looks like yeah it's a giant skewer almost it, it like shish kebabs uh vehicles that looks pretty cool and yeah I, even the grappling hook you know just grappling onto a banshee or a wasp and uh, just doing some really crazy shit like i really want to take uh, one of those fusion coils grapple onto that and just like throw it at somebody I mean, there's so many exciting situations that you can get into. So I'm really psyched about this. Um, Shockley, I'm just kind of curious. Are you uh, signed up for the beta? Uh, I am not. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I, I saw some of the like the headline about it. Was, uh, I just I don't think I caught that the beta sign up went up. So I'll probably definitely check that out here soon. I know I've been in the flight program for when they've launched like the PC master master chief collections. Mm -hmm. Um, so I might already get that by default on the PC side. Um, but yeah, I definitely uh, should hit up if it's still, (laughs) if it's still going. Um, I would double check that. I would double check that because I, I had the, uh, the master chief insider as well. And I Mm -hmm. had to go through the loops again. So, uh, definitely double check that if you're interested. Um, but if not i can definitely hold off i have such a backlog at this point and i'm sure they'll do a like an open open beta you know probably a month after they do whatever this closed one is so mm -hmm. or at least leading up to it so i'll get to play at some point before it releases uh especially (laughs) what well this is supposed to well we think november holiday um but we got battlefield coming up here pretty soon so Mm -hmm. when's this uh, beta supposed to drop uh well you know Did what they they, they haven't officially announced they just oh, okay. said this summer but uh they're okay. using some very 
like they're hinting very much in, in some of the language that I've seen. I have a feeling it's either going to drop like first week of August or maybe even late oh, next okay. week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was that. I mean, don't hold me to that, guys. But, I mean, it would be cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just saying that, too, because I have some time off uh, next week. So, you know, that'd be great for me. But <laughs> that would ideally work out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, I... Either way, shock him. It's a free multiplayer, right? When it releases, so <laughs> you can try it. Oh out whenever. yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. I wonder how that's. Yeah, it just seems weird selling a Halo just on its. Well, that that's how you know they have to be confident about their what they're doing with the single player campaign this time around because they know that people they're, you know, obviously Game Pass is there, so they don't have to totally sell you on sixty dollars <laughs> on you you know, thinking it's worth that uh, since it's only half the game that's in there since they give you the other half for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that that's really got to sell. Um, you know, if that's the part you actually have to pay, drop 64, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the multiplayer's free. So hopefully that shows, you know, confidence of like what they're doing with this uh, this time around. Yeah. And there's things, too, that we still don't know about. Obviously, we have the campaign. Uh, but what else is going to be packaged there? They've been very silent about Forge, uh, or at least I haven't heard anything about the Forge mode. Firefight as well, or, like, I don't know if they're going to bring back Warzone Firefight in any way, but I would love to see Firefight come back in some manner. And just, again, make it a full package at launch, uh, you know, a proper Halo release. You know, just something to like really, you know, with some meat to it. Like you said, Shockley, uh, they they must feel pretty confident with it, with uh, what they have in order for the uh, multiplayer to be free to play. There's a lot riding on it, and I mean, I think they'll succeed from the looks of things, but time will tell on that. Either way, I yeah, I'm just really psyched and looking forward to the multiplayer. Uh, let's see here, guys. Um, well, yeah, we'll find out soon. Uh, Hopefully, with regards to a date on the beta, I know people are just, like, chiming. Every, you know, it did suck that the game did get delayed, but at the same time, you know, it's to make it better, right? So, I got no problems with that. Now, we will move on, guys, to some other bits of news. And earlier this week, previews dropped for Double Fine's Psychonauts 2, and it's getting a lot of positive comments whether it be for its gameplay, quirky humor, or just the overall art style of the game. Uh, Tim, what do you think of all these uh, like really supportive and positive previews for Psychonauts 2? Because for a while, all we were hearing was that this game was you know kind of insignificant when it was in development, and you know there wasn't much to it. Well, basically. Uh, it um, was a crowdfunded game that many people wanted because the first one was a really zany, quirky game for Xbox. And uh, it was a crowdfunded game. And uh, Double Fine didn't have a lot of money, but they went through with it. And uh, as you can see, uh, contrary to a lot of what people were saying, when they joined Xbox... That gave them an ability to expand the game, to enrich the game, to add more boss fights, to add more levels, to add more polish. And what you've gotten yourself is basically 
uh, a pretty solid double A game that was basically going to be a small game, and now it's I would say a very solid double uh, A, borderline triple A. Uh, I would say that it kind of teeters on the double A mark. Um, and uh, yeah, the game is getting a lot of really positive previews. I've talked to people um, that played the game. Um, I've talked to somebody and I asked them directly to finish Ratchet. Is it as good as Ratchet? They said it's better than Ratchet. Um, and they're enjoying it more than Ratchet. So that just goes to show you what type of level this game is, is at. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's very quirky, funny. Um, you, you all have a lot of laughs. It's what a game should be about. And I'm anticipating a, a nice Metacritic score. You know, I think it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to be, a, you know, 89. I don't think it's going to be game of the year, uh, like some are suggesting. But that just goes to show you that a lot of people are having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, out of all the impressions, I think there was only one bad impression or like two that were kind of like, uh, you know, um, weren't overly positive. They were like... 10 that were like really positive and then there was a couple that said this is their game of the year uh so um yeah this is just uh um it's just uh, an example of what's you know the positivity about you know or, or some of the reasons why these studios join with xbox game studios basically they're given a bunch of money and uh, with Phil under the leadership and, and Booty and, and the way they're running it is they're saying, you know, you keep your, your you know, we're, we're going to be a support system. We're going to give you money. We're going to give you support. We're going to give you developers. Uh, you know, your creative vision is, is pretty much your creative vision. And um, this is the first solid, uh, one of the first solids, you know, showings of what uh, positivity is going to go on with Xbox Game Studios. And like I said, I think that, uh, you know, uh, it's coming out next month, and I think that um, it's going to be critically received. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, you know. Um, I, I think he's a funny guy, and um, it's just going to game pass day one title and, uh, you know, a big get for Xbox. And it's nice that, you know, and I don't think, you know, that it's wrong that the Xbox gets the enhanced version. What was originally, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which originally funded was the crowdsource game for it to be multiplayer on, on other systems. And, you know, with the extra time that they've had, you should, you know, uh, make it the best on, on, on Xbox. And, and I do think that Double Fine will also add this patch or this upgraded uh, deal to PlayStation 5. It's just a matter of timing. So uh, I don't think that they're doing it purposely. They're doing it uh, as a matter of time. And, you know, uh, obviously Xbox comes first. And then down the line, PlayStation will get its uh, its update. And uh, overall, though, I think though we're looking at a, a big game coming to Xbox that's going to score well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim, it's interesting because, I mean, I don't think any game is perfect by any means, but at the same time, like, I'm a big fan of platformers. Uh, I played a bit of the first Psychonauts, uh, even recently, and I was pretty impressed by it for, you know, it, it aged pretty well for, what, a 15-year-old game, and it has guys that 
don't normally enjoy platforming games just raving about it. For example, uh, take Jez over there at Windows Central. He's not a platforming guy, but he, he was basically calling it like uh, it might be his game of the year if I'm to quote him right. And also the fact that, it, you know, it could be Double Fine's magnum opus, which is like, you know, basically touting like, you know, their best work of art you know like their centerpiece for the studio going forward you know and that's really saying something too because like you said this was originally a kickstarter project uh it was meant to be much smaller in scale xbox stepped in obviously once they bought double fine they were able to improve aspects of the game like uh, improve uh, certain enemies, especially bosses. They were more fleshed out. I even think they were able to do more with uh, levels too, if I'm not mistaken. And they were add it, just being able to add more content in general, which is amazing. Um, I don't know. Like it's just it's fantastic what Xbox has been able to do with some of these newer additions to the studio. And nobody was really expecting anything from Double Fine or Psychonauts. And it just really makes you curious about the depth and, like, just really impressed of the depth of Xbox Game Studios now as a whole. But, I mean, that's just my take. Um, Centurion, uh, I know you like the occasional uh, platforming game. Uh, how does Psychonauts 2 look uh, to you? Um, all right. So I watched uh, a pre-review on this game. The gentleman who reviewed it only played the first hour of the game before he had put down the controller and made up his mind and said that this game was so good that he did not want to continue playing the game, even though he was allowed to go past that. He got what he needed and he wants to wait for the full package. So I'm kind of on that same thing. I actually was glad that the review only was for an hour of the game. It looks like a very well put together game. Um, it shows uh, the studio, uh, Tim Schaefer, I believe his name is, right? I'm bad with names. Yes, that's correct, Tim Schaefer. Um, so, Tim Schaefer, um, I'm going to, so when you see what is being crafted into this game, um, God, everybody's, com I said it yesterday on the Shop podcast, everybody compares it to, um, Ratchet and Clank because they're kind of coming out at the same time and this is where I'm probably going to be mean and saying they shouldn't have been compared in the first place because these games are on totally separate planets. Ratchet and Clank is a franchise that is now steeped in the entertainment industry because it had its silver silver screen moment, television shows, all sorts of, I mean not television shows, excuse me, movies and other stuff to go with it. Um... And now we're talking about what's going on with um, something over at Double Fine with um, Psychonauts 2. And I'm sorry, but over on R Ratchet and Clank Planet, we're talking about a game that did have a monetary reason for its existence. There was some money there to be made. When we look at what Tim Schafer wants to do also with Psychonauts 2. Comparing huh? Insomniac to Double Fine. <laughs> exactly. That, which is a total difference. Like, to I don't know why we're trying to do that, but... If we're going to break it down, we're talking about a game that was technically made for financial means versus a game that was passionately made by an individual who actually wanted to get a message out there. And for him, it's more of an art. It's not an uh, obviously he makes a living doing it, but he's not going to compromise his vision to appease um, a financial means. Does that make sense in what I'm saying? 
No centurion, yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's thought because when was, you see uh, the crowd funded, <laughs> right? Um, but that's where, like, uh, let's see the message he's trying to get across. He's really wanting to tackle uh, mental health. Um, obviously, you know, <clears throat> putting it in people's minds, like there's enemy character types called doubts. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool on its description. It's like, um, this is something that slows you down a doubt and pretty much what goes on in your everyday life. If you ever doubt something. So Tim Schafer is really wanting to help people kind of break their own nutshell by playing a game. And I completely missed the first Psychonauts. So this is my first kind of experience with Tim Schafer and the work that he puts out. No, I didn't play brutal legends either. And now from what I'm seeing, I what man? I'm sorry. At least I get to go back and enjoy them. I think I actually saw the advertisement for Brutal Legends in Game Pass today. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just at least since this is my first experience, kind of like dealing with Tim Schaefer. I've never knew who the individual was until he walked out on stage and made a joke about wanting to work on Halo. And <laughs> I think was it that the joke he made to uh, Matt Booty about wanting to work on Halo when they uh, did the Double Fine announcement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and they throw a uh, I think huge it was that or cash a at PowerPoint it. or something. But that was my first time with Tim actually seeing Tim Schafer, knowing who he was, the company and the game he made. So I'm looking forward to this. This is definitely going to be a game I want to check out. It wasn't on my radar, but uh, thanks to PTK Blam, uh, he definitely put that on my radar for me. Well, what's funny, Centurion, is I showed my girlfriend recently uh, the uh, Russian nesting doll game that Double Fine made a few years back, Stacking, and she couldn't believe the uh, there was one doll that had the ability where it farts, and that was its special ability to like uh, get into a certain area to sneak in. It was just like... You know, like Tim Schafer and Double Fine just make like really <laughs> sometimes weird, sometimes uh, quirky games, but they have a lot of personality to them is what I'm trying to say. You know, they're very memorable oh, for different reasons. So this is not to be na- taken as a negative in my statement, but if you are going to ask Jack Black to do the main character for you, your game is going to be unique in general, just because Jack Black is a very unique character in life. Yeah, he's uh, he's special, all right. He definitely brings and a lot I, of And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I love the positivity and the energy Jack Black puts out there and the passion that he puts into anything that he wants to put his mind to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's why you got to play Brutal Legend, man. Brutal Legend rocks. It's totally Jack Black in gaming form. You know, it's totally like, you know, with the metal and everything. It's definitely a... I don't know. I, I think it would be up your alley. You should definitely give it a shot. It's It's on Game Pass, like you said. See, that's where when Brutal Legends came out, Jack Black was not exactly one of my go-to actors at that time, and he really grew on me as the years went by. Mm-hmm. Well, again, he's not for everyone, but uh, I mean, I, I, I like a good chunk of his movies. Uh, as far as Brutal Legend goes, I mean, I there was there's a few gameplay aspects that I don't think a lot of people uh, like. There's like army building aspects to it, RTS in some manners. So that's what, like what threw some people off. But I mean, I thought it had some pretty cool mechanics. Um, I I really enjoyed the game back in the day. And uh, I would recommend it to anybody. So, again, like, if you like a good action, like, kind of RTS-y uh, metal game, go for it, buddy. It's it's amazing. Like, don't miss out on this sucker, especially when it's in Game Pass. Um, 
Now, just I'm going to throw this out there to anybody on the panel, but uh, do you guys think that Xbox would let Double Fine work on like a, some of their more classic platformer IP? Because, again, Double Fine, they have a, a bit of a pedigree when it comes to this, and if Psychonauts 2 be- is very successful, do you think that you know Xbox would be like, hey, uh, you know, do you guys want to work on Banjo-Kazooie? I could see them doing a great Conquer or Blinks. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Uh, personally, I feel like it's a great idea. One of my criticisms on Phil is is that, uh, you know, he said earlier in the generation, the last generation, that, you know, we're sitting on a, a, a plethora of uh, whatever. He used the word, you know, basically they have a ton of, of IPs that they could use and they never used them like you're still mm-hmm. to the point that we still don't have banjo that's that's a that's a uh that's something that um, i have to say phil uh missed the boat on and uh you know that that game if it was out uh it would do well and, and i still think that there is the market for it and uh yes um do i think that uh, they can do it, yes, a hundred percent. But my opinion, after this scheme that they that they have, and I think it's going to do well. I think it's really up to Tim if he wants to. You know, I, I honestly, I think Brutal Legends Two has a chance of of happening too. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think that. I, I knew that they. Re, I think that they renewed the IP or something mm-hmm. in regards to that, but. Um, you know, I think Jack Black probably would probably be open to it again too. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that that uh, it's really ultimately up to Tim. But um, you know, let's get a banjo already. It's it's crazy that Xbox is, hasn't jumped on that type of uh, you know. You look at what Sony did, and, and I'm going to give them credit. And they've done it well. Take some points from Sony. Look what they've done with Blue Point Games. They've made so many remakes of their games uh, that were already existing. They're still doing it, um, and they're going to continue to do it. And you know, Xbox fans can't even get a remake of Banjo. And yeah. I know people love Conquer, but Phil hates Conquer. Uh, Phil's not a big Conquer fan, so I doubt we see Phil. I doubt we see Conquer unless one of the devs is really intent on it, but I know that Phil wasn't a, a big Conquer fan. I, you know, he wasn't, you know, as we know, Phil's kind of like a, a goody two-shoes. He, he didn't like the Conquer, had such a, a, a bad mouth, and, uh, you know, I didn't think he was the, the best uh, role model, as you could say. Well, I mean, they censored him in the Xbox version, so, I mean. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I don't I don't know if think we'll see Conquer, but on the other hand, um, how much sense does 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 Banjo make? I mean, already, let's get this going. Uh, and uh, I, I would be totally open for for a double fine to do it, or buy a dev like Play Playtonic or whatever that dev is called, or or you know, you lease them out to to make the to make a a banjo. Um, and I think Phil already pointed out that, you know, he, he said that we need to do better in the uh, uh, games for everyone. And what, what he basically meant was, you know, kid games. And they do. They, you know, I mean, at this point, 
you know, there was a point where Xbox was getting criticized for not having mature games. Well, that's out the window right now. The, Xbox is going to have Doom, uh, Doom, Starfield, Gears, mm-hmm. uh, Hellblade. They have a ton of adult content. You know, um, you know, for me, it just makes sense to have a, a game that you know, a, a, you know, a kind of a. A Sonic, whether it's a Sonic or, you know, one of these things. I think we all grew up with Sonic and Mario and, you know, uh, some of the Sly and Cooper, I guess, for Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, those games, you know, they, they, they bring a magical feel to a console. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think Xbox needs uh, to, to get on the ball with that. Oh, and uh, uh, th- yeah. Oh, sorry. Just uh, before you begin, Shock, I just like to yeah, introduce no, uh, with us tonight. Joining us, I just know as he uh, snuck in through the back door. There is Mag, the middle-aged yes, gaming guy, buddy. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, of course. Yeah, sorry, I was a little bit late, guys. I was uh, I was at my parents' house this evening. Had a long drive back home, but here I am. So I'm super excited to be here. Oh, and I love um... this guy. thanks, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of you. I'm to, to be honest. Uh, Happy to be here, man. Good, good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you too. And uh, the rest of the panel chat, you guys are awesome. Uh, I was just uh, chit chatting in there. So, what are we talking about here? Double fine. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. What about Xbox and should they have a banjo? I have a feeling that now that Tim Schafer's got his sequel under his belt, I have a feeling he's going to go rogue. And just do something completely original and even more like, well, even more bananas than what he's already done. I don't think a brutal legend is going to be on the horizon for at least another five years. I think that his next project will be an original project because you know how Phil is. You know, Phil is all about like, you know, the diverse portfolio and everything else. He wants to he wants to move, game, uh, you know, different games, different genres, that kind of thing. And I think he's going to shy away from some of those sequels. And he's going to be like, you know what, Tim, now that you did this, because he had to do it right, because he he had the um, uh, the Kickstarter, right? He had $3 million in the Kickstarter. He had to make the sequel. Uh, and I have a feeling that Double Fine had to make the sequel in order to stay afloat. I mean, otherwise, they wouldn't be doing a Kickstarter to begin with, right? So I think they needed that, you know, sequel recognition to get, you know, get on the map or whatever. But now that Microsoft owns them and has seemingly infinite amount of money, now Tim can go, thanks, Phil. Let's go nuts. I've got an idea and you know, he's got crazy ideas and, and I think he's going to go completely off the wall with a completely original IP. That's what I think is coming next. Not a sequel. Right. Right. No. And, and good evening. <laughs> no, buddy, you're that's uh, that's definitely an interesting take. Um, like I, I, any, honestly, anything is on the board at this point when it comes to like double fine and uh, maybe exploring some old IP. Um, like again, I I wish that Rare would have taken some initiative. I know they wanted to try some new stuff, and that's worked for them. Uh, I'm not saying that you know it was bad to work on CFDs. Obviously, it's been very successful. But I wish that they weren't so reluctant in doing like another banjo or something. But hey, that that opens it up to another dev that really wants to do it, right? I mean, yeah. look at how Killer Instinct yeah. turned out, right? So, or you well, know, these studios are expanding what they need. Go ahead. You also got to realize Rare had had done two for the team with Connect Sports and Connect Sports Two, mm-hmm. and whatever other titles that they had ran. So they have at at points done things for the company. So I, I kind of do respect where if Rare where Rare wants to go next, 
But in my opinion, um, like Mag was saying, uh, that does make it. It makes a lot of sense to him to make some kind of off the wall game, and I think that's that's probably ultimately what he would want. But if you really want banjo, you could get. You could either do a remake and get like a blue point um, if they're available or somebody who makes those games uh, or just uh, lease out like Playtonic or buy a studio and build a studio for Banjo. So, I mean, yeah. uh, I just feel that um, they have a, a game there that will pretty much, as long as you put a quality product out there, it'll do very well and it will sell a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they the other thing you is- need to... Oh yeah. Go, go no no, no, go, no go, go ahead go, brother, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just gonna say they they definitely need to be aware. Um, just kind of like when they did rare replay, like people were thinking like, oh, okay, cool, they're testing the waters, seeing how this sells. Um, so then maybe people would, you know, be interested in one of these coming back, or when banjo is going over to be playable, you know, not as banjo but as a fighter in Smash going over to you know a nintendo console they got to be aware of this ip and like how much fervor like especially how i was talking about the n64 how big those rare titles were and how many like nintendo like diehards there on the switch they'd get that fervor to game pass like they have to be aware of that and i think they what they could do is take because rare is getting really big they could take a section of that recruit talent like they did with daryl gallagher to make perfect dark well that's they're kind of doing it with rare with the rare ip there but keep going keep going with that hire you know hey we got this top person that you know maybe hasn't had their shot as you know lead project designer but has been you know top of a project overall in leadership and here you get to take maybe not banjo here, here's a better one jet force gemini because you can actually put a whole new spin on that whereas banjo is kind of like Banjo, like Mario is Mario. <laughs> um, you could take Jet Force Gemini and kind of like put your spin on that a little bit more because it's not as, I don't know, it's not as like as a big of a staple as like Banjo is because people might be scared of like touching Banjo because you might be wrecking its pristine image. Um, but Jet Force Gemini was like a mixed bag. So you, but it was, you know, a solid good game. You could build on that and kind of like with Perfect Dark you know, develop that into something a lot more uh, like this new sequel is supposed to be uh, or reimagining, I guess. So they definitely just need to build out a team, you know, not force a dev that doesn't want to make these games to do it. That's where they've gotten trouble in the past. But find the people that like wanted to make Killer Instinct that were really passionate about it and they wanted to go do it. So they definitely need to just, you know, bring some of these IP back like they've, you know, started to, hey, Check out this cool rare replay. It has all these cool IP. Well, once you've done that, cool. Now build upon it. So that's that's at least where I think they should go with it. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some good points there, Shockley. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens here. Um, I think we all made some really good, uh, concise points with regards to uh, Psychonauts Two and Double Fine. The game comes out, I believe, in exactly a month's time from the look of it. I, I think it comes out August 25th, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that will be on my down on my pre-install list for sure. Um, fellas, we will move on over to some other things. 
And for months, we've been hearing lots about Netflix wanting to break into the gaming sphere. Well, it's uh, kind of official now, <laughs> or it is actually. Uh, Netflix uh, came out with a statement that they'll be getting into games. And starting off, they've, uh, they said that they'll be focusing on mobile games. They also hired a former EA and Oculus exec, Mike Verdu, to head the uh, gaming side of things. So overall, some really interesting developments with uh, Netflix entering the fold. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I'll, I'll kick this off with you. What do you think about uh, Netflix entering into the gaming fray? Do you think that uh, they're going to be serious here or just kind of testing the water? Uh, no, I mean, well, they definitely have the the cash to float around uh and they're probably taking some notes from how fast and how quickly uh that game like game pass has grown um and if you think about it how people have kind of compared how like hey netflix is in all this debt so this isn't viable game pass can't be viable because the netflix you know it's called the netflix of game so netflix is in debt so game pass can't work it's not viable but it, that's where you kind of take Game Pass, where it's it has DLC, it has all these microtransactions, it has this whole storefront ecosystem it can build you into, or you know keep people coming back. That's where Netflix is probably saying, "Hey, wait, we could do that." And people are all stuck at home. We already saw this huge shot of how popular games have been because people have been just stuck inside. So it's gotten a lot of people back into gaming. Um, they could build on that, and then just you know, and that could help them get out of their debt even quicker if, you know, whatever debt they're still in, you know, is microtransactions. Even if it's, you know, if you look at the mobile market, people just spend st stupid amount of money on just like Bejeweled and all these other games on the mobile scene. Um, so, yeah, I think they're definitely going to be a big player. Hopefully they we actually see something from it because I'm like, you know, Google tried and then I don't think other than like what that Gwent game. And I don't even think we got anything from Amazon yet or that I know of. Um, but I mean, they could definitely, there's definitely talent out there that people want to make something new and they could definitely find it just like Xbox is done with, uh, or game pass is done with some of the smaller devs. So there's, there could definitely be a, a smaller team, like a double fine or somebody that's talented um, that needs the security that Netflix, you know, would bring and it could end, especially if they just add it into the people that are already paying the top, maybe they charge a little bit more, but they could start off by with, Hey, if you have the 4k version of Netflix right now, you're, you'll get, you know, these games included. So they could just easily already have, uh, I don't know if anybody knows the subscriber market, but like they could already boom, you already have access to all these games to this huge, uh, amount of people. Obviously not all of them are going to play, but that could be a huge boost to them and then big revenue stream. So if they, that could, you know, we'll see, but that could be a, they definitely have the potential to be a huge player if they really just, you know, play their cards. All right. You mean Netflix could be the net, the Netflix of gaming. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that will get a, you know, erased from uh, Xbox. They'll be the Netflix of games. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mag, do you have any thoughts yeah. of uh, Netflix entering the, uh, the gaming space? I don't think that um, what they're doing is going to be trying to compete with Microsoft. 
Um, I know that there are some rumors out there. Someone mentioned in the chat, uh, OG Kratos there. He mentioned that there was a possibility of Netflix and PlayStation making some kind of a deal together. Mm. I not really hundred percent sure about that. Um, I, I could see Sony. I mean, Sony's already made a deal with Netflix in terms of their films, because you could see like all the Sony films and most of the Sony films always end up on, on Netflix. Right. I mean, you've got, look at the superhero ones. You've got venom in there. You've got all the Spider-Mans in there, everything else, even though like the Spider-Man is part of the MCU, so to speak. You know, they're um, still all in Netflix. And also to give you more ammunition for that, my friend, yeah. uh, they're, they've also signed into that same contract you're talking about that they want to compete with HBO Max and Sony wants to release some of their newer titles that would go into theaters under the same guise as like HBO Max. So Netflix is planning to put in a portion of Netflix where you will have to pay just to watch it. All right, um, yeah. Yeah, as like a pre, like, like kind of like HBO Max. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like with HBO Max, you pay your $15 a month and there's a revolving uh movie in there that's also in theaters at the same time. We've seen uh right. the one that's coming up for me in October is Dune. Um and mm -hmm. we're uh in the I was reading an article that Netflix also signed a contract with Sony that when Sony starts releasing their movies that are supposed to be in theaters on streaming services, Netflix is got first dibs okay yeah that 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 makes sense now now if now if we turn this back to the gaming space though i can't see sony doing anything with them uh because the infrastructure required for that kind of a service to have like a game pass style service would be unbelievable yes i understand that sony and microsoft uh, microsoft have um you know they have a contract together to, to use the azure cloud servers okay i understand that however um, I don't think that this is the way they're going to go. I don't think they're going to utilize the, the cloud service to go head to head with Microsoft. I think it's going to be utilized in a different way. I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there, but I don't see what, what I do see happening with Netflix is that they're going to stick to simple mobile style games, like you said. And I mean, they've already said that that's what they're going to be doing, right? And I think that what this is all about, it's not about trying to compete with anybody else. It's not trying to complete, uh, com you know, compete with like the Apple Arcade or the Amazon Luna or definitely not Game Pass. I think that what they're trying to do is just keep people engaged because, I mean, what is the metric that everything is measured by now? I don't care what anybody says. You could say, oh, sales all day. Sales all day is not the metric moving forward. If you look at every single form of entertainment that we consume, it's all about subscription based uh, you, you know, it's all subscription based. Okay. And it's all about engagement. They measure their profits. They yeah. measure their numbers and everything is by engagement. So that being said, let's say you're on the train or whatever, you're going to work or this and that, whatever. Right. Okay. And what, what they want people to do, if you're flipping around through Netflix and they got little Netflix games in there. Okay. Uh, you know, little, whatever, uh, mobile games, whatever that are fun and, you know, keep people entertained for half an hour, this and whatever. I could see them doing that kind of thing. So that guess what? You're engaged in Netflix. You are Ooh. on their app. The longer you are on their app, the more money they make. The more time you're on their app, the less time you are on Disney Plus. The less time you are on Amazon Prime or Hulu or HBO Max and blah, 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 blah. Okay? So what they want is they want to keep people in their ecosystem. And by keep keeping them in the ecosystem to play these games, even if they're simple, stupid little whatever, Candy Crush kind of games or whatever. What people will start doing and what Netflix is going to start doing, they're going to send you, you know, you're going to be getting notifications while you're playing those games. By the way, new this month on Netflix, you know, this movie, 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, by the way, this this series starts up this week on Netflix. You're going to get these notifications and stuff because you are engaged in the app. And therefore, it's almost like they're self-advertising. You're on the app, but they're still advertising to you. So what you're going to do, you flip back and forth. And so you stay on this app longer and longer and longer. And that's what they want. Because with the engagement, like I said, you're going to get the money from it, the profit, and you get more importantly is the time. And the longer you spend on Netflix is the less time you're going to be spending on the competition. All right. And then that's what is going to grow there. That's what's going to grow their their base. I, I understand Netflix. I mean, they've got, you know, well over 100 and something million, whatever subscribers it is now. OK, so that's not really an issue for them. However, they don't want to be like that. What are they trying to do? They're trying to reach just like Game Pass, just like Phil said a couple years ago. They're trying to reach the three billion mark. Okay, as laughable as that is for some people, it's not laughable to me because even if you look at the trends on, like, for example, if you go look at Netflix, look at Netflix, I'm going to go back to the movie thing mm-hmm. for just a second here. You look at like the movie situation. You've got all these uh, Indian movies on there. Okay, you've got all these uh, like Chinese movies on there. Yeah. You've got Japanese movies Ooh. on there, and they're growing. It's not like there's like one or two. If you go like to the action movie section or whatever, yes, of course they're going to prioritize North American movies. Okay, for the first like 20, if you go to the action adventure section, right? If you keep scrolling, all of a sudden the last 30 or 40 are all foreign films. Why? Because they're trying to make that market grow, right? And that's what they're trying to do. So now the thing is, if you expand it into simple, easy to play games that anybody in the world can play or would want to play or just fart around with, like I said, on the bus for half an hour on the way to work or whatever you're doing or sitting in the doctor's office, you know, or waiting to get your teeth pulled at the dentist, whatever you're getting done. They want you to stay on there, and that's what I see happening. So I do not see them releasing, you know, big time games. EA, like you know, EA third party games are not going on to Netflix. Okay, I don't see that happening. I don't see mm-hmm. anything like that. I don't see Activision games going on. You know, nothing like that. Okay, what I see is just these simple, uh, you know, easy to pick up, easy to just like just play for a couple of minutes here and there, whatever. You know, let's say, let's face it, guys. What does everybody do when they go to the toilet? Do you sit there and play Gears of War? On your with console streaming, no, you're gonna probably just play Candy Crush for 10 minutes while you're sitting there on the can, and then you, you know, you get up, wash your hands, you go back to work, or whatever you're doing. That's what they're looking for. And the more that you get people clicking on your uh, onto your onto your app, that's what they're that's what that's the goal, and that's what I see them doing. So I don't see them going head to head with anybody else. I don't think they're gonna be stepping on anybody's toes. I just think that they want pe- more people in their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just- I, I, I will- I, I will just jump in here because I think he makes uh, some excellent points. I'm completely with, with, with him on that mindset. I don't think that they're coming in here to take over Microsoft or to be, uh, you know, being with the big boys. I, I think that this is uh, more of exactly what he said, uh, just to get their feet involved. Uh, because, listen, they all talk and they have these meetings and they say, uh, you know that three billion, that three billion numbers thrown around, not just at Microsoft, but it's thrown around with Amazon, with uh, Google, and now Netflix, and probably some other companies too down the line. Uh, that you'd be surprised in whether it, you know, could be, could be like a Time Warner. Who knows? You know, uh, you know, it could be uh, a, a variety of of companies that want to get involved with this. But uh, my my feeling is 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 congruent with him, with Mag. Uh, basically, 
you know, I, I can't see them, you know, pulling out uh, a console or a way to play. I don't even think they might. I don't think they're going to have a Netflix Netflix controller. Probably you could use your Xbox uh, Xbox controller or, uh, you know, a PC preferable, you know, controller. Um but yeah, I I think you I think uh, Mag made some great points there, and uh, I'm completely not feeling that this is going to threaten to do anything. It could also be a, a people type thing where they have shows with gamers. Um, I've I've heard that uh, even Xbox has some things that that are uh, being uh, you know talked about where like. You know, they wanted the gamer itself. They want to tell the story of certain gamers. And, um, you know, uh, as we know, you know, streamers and stuff like that are getting bigger and bigger. Um, you might get some shows, maybe, uh, you know, uh, a, a show every, uh, you know, like a show about a gamer. And, and you know, w- you know, we're, I think gamers are a very interesting bunch. So um, I do think that you could also get like, that side of it too, where you know you have a a show with it follows uh uh let's just say it follows Mag and and you go through his day and, you know follows an Xbox podcast named TXR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know you what know, actually you know, I, mean, I do see that stuff growing and uh, I I just think that the thing with Netflix kind of just solidifies what what Phil and, and was really pushing. I mean, you go back three years ago, two years ago, you had morons on Twitter talking about dedicated consoles and the, the strategy was to just keep it a, a one device under your TV and, and don't go anywhere else. And, and it's all about that, you know, and, and thinking that this old, you know, uh, traditional way of playing games is the way to go. Uh, obviously, um, they, the three billion number, two billion gamers, and all that talk has lit a fire under the big boys. Whether that's Microsoft, as we know, but Google's now involved. Uh, shit, I even heard Walmart might get involved. So, um, you know, there was a report that Walmart might want to get involved. So, yeah, everyone wants that piece of the pie, and uh, they want that viewership. They want that engagement. Um, and that's, that's where it's going, you know, and they're going to figure out which way, you know, they can hook you by which, however way they can, but they're going to try to hook you. Can, can I slip in one more thing before you get to the uh, next oh, panel member oh. there? I just want to sneak a slip in one thing here. <laughs> now, no. now here's the thing. I thought of something else while, while Tim was talking there, and I was just like, you know what? I just realized something. I think that Netflix could also do... Now, a lot of mobile games, you know, a lot of licensed mobile games. You got Harry Potter games out there. You got Lord of the Rings games out there, whatever. And they're just still... They're simple, like, you know, just touchscreen games you play on your phone or whatever, right? And I could see Netflix, if they do move ahead with this, like, in, in, a, in a direction that seems to be, you know, uh, working for them, okay, in a positive direction, I could see them doing licensed... Um, IPs based on their original content. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we saw Stranger Things game show yeah, up on Xbox and whatever, but I could see them doing like, okay, let's say like a Stranger Things touchscreen game or whatever. I mean, some of them are pretty cool, like these touchscreen games. You know, some of the Harry Potter games are pretty fun and this and that, or you know, like the Simpsons game they have. You know, all those little touchscreen games. I could see them doing that with their original IPs and build on that. Like you can have like a Cobra Kai game. 
Okay, because mm-hmm. now Cobra Kai is owned by Netflix. You could do a whatever a Stranger Things game. You could even do an, like an Oz, uh, Ozark game for Christ's sake. You could, have, you know what I mean, like a like a real time whatever strategy kind of game where you like have to go around and do drug deals or something. I don't know, but it's possible, you know. And 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 I think that if they have those successful um, original IPs, which they do, yeah. I could see them. I could see them making some small mobile license games based on those and then say hey did you like the game watch the new season of fill in the blank boom that's how you do it well look look, look, look exactly like what you're talking about is walking dead too remember Mm -hmm. the mobile game that came out on that how big of a hit was so yeah very good point right there yeah it could just be that that stuff where they they license out these ips and as you know they are coming out with a ton of new IP for their for their for their uh, service, yep. um, right. so yeah, there's gonna be uh, even though like even though like it's Disney, but like the Mandalorian would be a perfect mm-hmm. game, or or yep. you know there's so many games that you can do that. So yeah, really good uh, out of the box thinking right there by uh, Mag right there. Uh, that's why I, I, that's why I'm enjoying uh, that you're on the podcast. You always uh, <laughs> oh cheers, brother. I appreciate that. You do come with the goods, always. Uh, you know I'm a big fan of you, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Tim. What about TV, TV, TV? Remember that? Uh, focusing uh, on TV. <laughs> you know, well, who, th- who thought we'd be having hours. this conversation, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think... People who think it's going to be a Sony and Netflix collaboration, yeah, right. Sony doesn't want to share with anybody. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. They're, they're not doing any kind of, like, uh, you know... Uh, meet up and we're going to take our games and play it mobile. It's not going to happen that way. Sorry. Mm. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I just, again, it's very interesting uh, with Netflix kind of testing the water here. I mean, again, they, they have picked up a uh, former EA exec here. He did deal with Oculus as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, I think they're just kind of testing the waters at this point. I do think that they will move towards, as Mag was saying, uh, experimenting some things with their own IP with some of their shows and who knows guys. I mean, they could also buy a couple of studios, right. To, uh, you know, to kind of like, again, to create their own content here. Right. Because again, content is king when it comes to these subscription services and they need to be pumping it again. They could be smaller titles, but at the same time, they're going to need the uh, like certain studios to fulfill these games. So I don't, I just, I don't, uh, Oh, it just—it's a very interesting space right now in the gaming sphere. Uh, Google Stadia hasn't done very much; it was kind of a flop. Amazon uh, Luna is well, nobody's talking about it, but at least they do have a couple of games in the works. I know that uh, New World is out at the moment, and I've heard a lot of mixed things about that. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see as time goes on, fellas. Uh, okay, what we will do is move on to what's looking like our last topic tonight. And a few days ago, EA had its EA Play Live event. We got some new info on some games we already sort of knew about, as well as some uh, really nice surprises, especially one in particular. And we saw Codemaster's first game under EA announced, Grid Legends, uh, a racing game. We also got a look at Battlefield 2042's fancy new game mode uh, portal. And we got a teaser for a teaser trailer for a full blown remake of Dead Space. Man, I'm just uh, salivating at that thought. 
Uh, let's see, Mag. You know what? I'll, I'll uh, go to you yeah, first man. on this one, buddy. Uh, what do you? Yes, th- I don't know if you caught EA's event or not. Uh, yes. But, but it, okay, all right. Since it did, uh, <laughs> did did anything catch your eye? I got to tell you, I can't believe I'm saying it, but EA is the new Ubisoft. Like this is where, like, remember when Ubisoft was like basically hitting like a firing on all cylinders like years ago, mm. and everybody's like, "Oh man, Ubisoft is one of the best developers in the world." Now it seems like Ubisoft is kind of heading into that EA direction with all these, you know, ridiculous free to play whatever the hell they are, and then all of a sudden EA just shows up out of nowhere with guns blazing. That show was a shock to me. I wasn't expected to be that excited. I didn't even really care to watch it. I'm just like, Ugh, all right, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then I start watching. I'm going, God damn, these guys are bringing it. I mean, look at the look at they brought it. Like, I mean, I, you know, the two that stand out to me obviously are going to be um, Dead Space. I mean, Dead Space. Holy macro. I mean, okay, they, they didn't really show anything. It was just a teaser, or whatever. But they listened. They listened to the fans. You know fans have been talking about on social media forever. You've been hearing about it for years. You look on Twitter. You look on Facebook. You look on everywhere, on YouTube. You look at podcasts. You look at uh, whatever, uh, creator content, all that kind of stuff. What's going on? Bring back Dead Space. That's what everybody's yelling, right? Mm-hmm. Bring back Dead Space. And they did. And they said, you know what? We heard you. We're doing it. And they did. And now they're doing it. And now everybody's super happy. Okay? So, you know, so that was the big, that was a big one for me. I'm so tempted actually to go back and play the original trilogy again. And I'll tell you something else. If they released like they did with the Mass Effect uh, series, what was it? The, uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Okay. If they did that with the Dead Space games, I don't care that it's in Game Pass. I would buy it. I would buy it. Okay. A remastered uh, trilogy with all new achievements and everything else, whatever, I would 100% be there day one to whet my appetite before I play this complete remake of part one. I'd be down with that 100%. Um, you never know. That that still might happen. You know what I mean? It, it, they might have somebody working on it and say, hey, listen, Dead Space is coming along. It's still a few years away. But to whet your appetite, here's a legendary edition trilogy, whatever, of, of the original Dead Spaces. They've remastered, uh, you know, better graphics, better gameplay, whatever, right? 60 frames per second, 120 if you want to get crazy, whatever. Okay, that, that stood out to me big time. The other one, and now this one has deeper ramifications to me, is Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. This game, first of all, that whole Portals thing, uh, first of all, when they when they showed it at at um, uh, what's it called there at E3, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not going to do anything. That's a, the, my my initial thought. I actually said I mean I was on one of the live shows. I think it was with with, uh, with Mr. Boomstick XL. We were doing a live show or a live reaction to the show, and I told him I said, Boom, I don't think this is going to work, man. I go, you got no campaign. It's uh, it's multiplayer only. I know some people like that, or a lot of people like that, just the multiplayer, or whatever. And I'm like, this is just not, and it's not going to be. And from what they said, at least for now, they said it wasn't going to be in game. No one said anything about Game Pass. So I'm like, okay, so I guess it's full price. And then I saw that it was full price plus you had to buy a season pass. And I'm like, yo, now at least in Canada here, we're talking well over a yeah. hundred dollars for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 120 with the season pass. I'm like, ah, uh, no. I'm not paying that much. I'm not the kind of guy that'll spend 3,000 hours online playing multiplayer, you know, shoot, die, respawn, shoot, die, respawn for 11 straight hours. I can't do it. I need something else to do. So anyways, I I thought this game was going to fail. But then I saw 
this deeper, the little bit of a deeper dive that they did in this portals thing and everything. And I'm like going, holy macro, they are adding dimensions to this that is actually, you know, there, there's something behind it. There's weight behind this game now. Mm-hmm. And now there's infinite possibilities of what you could do. You can match make, you could create your own game, essentially, right? You could create your own story. Yeah, we're going to start here, then we're going over there. You know, we're going to be in this battlefield, and then all of a sudden we're going to be in Bad Company 2, guys. You know, whatever. You know, that, that's unbelievable to me. And I'm bringing up these old maps and all this other kind of stuff. This is a really wild idea. Now, the other thing that I was thinking about when, it, when I saw this is that this whole thing, everybody's sitting around going, well, you know, the other big, the other big problem is that this might have a Titanfall 2 situation because now you're going to be wedged somewhere between Call of Duty and Halo Infinite being the two premier first-person shooters of the fall. And I'm like, Battlefield, unless it goes into Game Pass day one, it's dead. It's dead in the water. It's dead on arrival against those two. And like I said, it'll be like a Titanfall 2. Now, I'm starting to think, as they're saying, first of all, they haven't even really announced, uh, yeah, I'm the, the Halo Infinite uh, situation going on. Probably November, right? At this point. You know, I know, uh, you know, Rand was talking about, he says there might have been a surprise drop. It was his hope that there was a surprise drop in September. Not, doesn't look like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're, gonna, we're looking at like November now. Now, Call of Duty may or may not be in a lot of trouble. Guys, let's face it. Between the sexual uh, uh, harassment allegations and all that stuff going on, and a lot of bad press and a lot of bad people are just walking away. A lot of big-time people, a lot of influencers are saying, I'm not playing Call of Duty this year. Mm-hmm. And they're using it as like some form of protest. That's a big blow to these guys. On top of the fact that it's almost August, and we don't even know what the game is called yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't even seen it when normally Call of Duty releases a trailer in May. Where is it? It's almost August, right? So now I'm like, Battlefield's got one hell of a chance. Now Battlefield's got a real legitimate shot at it. So, and the thing is, I'm also thinking that, you know, because Microsoft has a, a marketing deal with both Battlefield and obviously Halo, which they own, they're not going to put them up against each other. Right. That would be counterproductive to what they're doing. So what I'm thinking is they're going to space it out by at least a month. And what I'm thinking is from there, Call of Duty may or may not be in a bit of trouble this year from what I'm hearing. And then, of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes about uh, in development hell and all this other kind of stuff happening, mm-hmm. whatever. And they can't seem to get their act together on this. So now when I watch that battlefield, this, sorry, I'm looping it all the way back to the EA, uh, the EA play thing. Um when when I saw that battlefield, I'm like, not only did all these other outside influences make put battlefield in a much better spot, what they showed at that showcase blew me away. And now I'm like, okay, I'm not just stuck controlling robotic dogs and friggin' tornadoes <laughs> flying around. All right. Okay. Now you've opened up no pun intended, all these different dimensions of this multiplayer experience where I can shape it the way I want utilizing the entire legacy of battlefield from battlefield one, you know, all the way up till 2042 uh, or maybe not all of them, but, uh, but there's a good selection of them from what I understand uh, that you could use in this portal situation. I was completely intrigued and blown away. Now I'm sitting here going, if it's not coming to game pass, I'm going to get it now. So they Mm -hmm. sold me. So from someone who literally said live on the air that I'm not buying this game, at least not day one, I said, I'll wait. I go, because if it's not going to Game Pass day one, because EA Play is in Game Pass, right? You know by January it's going to be in there, or February, 
they're going to throw it in there just like they did. Look at look at they did this, uh, this year. Star Wars Squadrons came out in October. By February, it was already in Game Pass, right? That's because right. it went to EA Play, it went to the vault. I could see Battlefield doing the same thing to keep those engagement numbers up because you are going up against Halo. You are going up against, even if it's a fractured Call of Duty, mm-hmm. it's still a big name. Well, Meg, what I find interesting too is that they also, not only do you have all these different elements of like, uh, weapons from different the like different yes. eras of games. You have vehicles from different eras of games, uh, equipment, but you also have they they all even remade uh, like I think it's like six or seven different maps as well from the different eras yeah. of the games. And I'm just like, oh wow, that's really cool. You know, like Isn't I mean, that wild. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you get different. You can uh, make your own game modes as well. There's a lot of different things you can experiment with. I mean. They could have a legit hit on their hands here if, yep. uh, like, I'll admit I was kind of soured on uh, Battlefield Five, like, with what they did there. And I was curious to see where they would take the next Battlefield. Like, uh, some people were saying in the chat and even uh, what you were saying, too. Again, I'm in Canada, right? So uh, when they first said no campaign in the game, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, but I, I liked what I saw multiplayer-wise, but I wasn't sure if it was going to have the content there at launch. And then when yeah. I see something like this is Portal Mode, and it seems to have, well, a decent chunk of content, and I, and I put that together with the multiplayer, I'm like, well, you know what, this could actually... I might be able... To, you know, like you were saying, Mag, like, if it doesn't end up in Game Pass, I mean, I'll admit, I, I, I might uh, bite on it. Like, this looks you pretty see, cool. The- Exactly, and the show sold me on it, and that's what made it. That's what made it so special to me that I'm like, from someone who was like literally not even, I wasn't even on the fence. I was off the fence on the, eh? like I was off the fence on the other side of it, saying, "Nah, I ain't buying this, right? I'm not buying this." And all of a sudden, I'm like, and they're like, "But we have this," and now all of a sudden, I'm peeking over the fence, right? And then I'm like, "Well, what do, what do you mean you got this?" And they were like, "Well, I also got this," and I'm like, "Okay, now I'm interested. Now I'm sitting on this fence, and now now I'm like lined up to buy it." And the thing is, this is just one mode. Now think about what Dice does. Dice is famous for doing this, starting off a game, you know, one way. And fast forward a year, two years, look at Battlefront 2. People can laugh all they want (laughs) about Battlefront 2. Go play Battlefront 2 now and tell me that that's the same game. Not only is it not the same game, the the breadth of content in that game is staggering that it is almost like it is intimidating going into that menu going, what the hell do I play? There's so much to do. They like like it is unbelievable how much stuff they added. So imagine what Dice is going to do over the course of the next few years, where they're going to say, "By the way, we're adding all the maps of Bad Company Two. By the way, we're adding all the maps of Battlefield or uh, Bad Company One. Uh, and then they're going to do expansions here and there. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like all these crazy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is just one mode. This isn't the whole game. That's just one mode. God knows what else they got going on. Right. I mean, on top mm-hmm. of like the standard deathmatch and all this other stuff and conquest and, you know, those big those big map, you know, the ones where you move across the, yeah. the map from check a chunk to chunk. They're going to have all that stuff. I can't do that stuff because I can't sit there for three hours, you know, <laughs> run a kilometer, get shot by a sniper in the face and then go back a kilometer, run another kilometer, get shot in the face and get like, you know what I'm saying? I don't play that mode. But the point is, it's like they've they dice can do it dice has the ability to do it what they need to do though and there's the last thing i'm going to say on this so everybody else can have a word is that 
they need to nail it day one. Because that is one thing that Dice has always had a problem with. They have outstanding games. However, Mm -hmm. they always have a problem day one. And I don't mean full servers. I mean that their games are not functioning properly and there's not enough content on the first day it launches. That's what they need to nail. If they can nail that day one and then continue to add content down the road, this game is going to be a surefire hit and maybe one of the biggest battlefields ever, in my opinion. Well said, my friend. Well said. Uh, Centurion, do you want to chime in here? What did you think of uh, EA, EA's uh, Play Live event? Um, well, I will be truthful. I did not tune in live. I've read out the articles. I checked out the games that interest me. And uh, this kind of goes back to a comment Tim Dog made earlier that maybe the ship has sailed for Banjo-Kazooie with uh, Phil Spencer, but maybe it hasn't. It, we're starting to see EA really start to uh, come down off that throne of uh, games as a service. Uh, first single-player games are slowly dying out. They are now seeing uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, especially with the success of Jedi Fallen Order, that single-player games actually have a very large place in gaming and that there is mm. money to be made if they're done right. Well, release and, a good single-player game and you'll make a shit ton of money. So EA listened right. uh, <laughs> with their checkbooks. Like, I, I remember the EA years ago did not want to do a Mass Effect remaster anything let alone a legendary trilogy and ea of today did it um i like how um mag definitely pointed out that they are kind of like becoming that ubisoft like they're all of a sudden hitting on all cylinders they have figured out what games that they can use as games as a service and what games they can't and we're gonna really see some in my opinion some fun stuff come out of ea i'm really looking forward to the dead space remake this is a full-blown remake. Uh, I watched a, a really kind uh, thing with the uh, developers over at Motive about it. They're they I guess they're wanting to remake it so much that they're actually wanting to touch the story of the original game, and um, they have a community board that is helping them uh, mm-hmm. remake the game. Uh, so the changes they make, uh, they have to actually put them before this board and the board is made up, I guess, of community members that were very big fans of dead space. And they want to make sure that this honors that legacy. So they have to justify the changes and they have to present the changes to the board. And they're really wanting to use today's technology to really recreate the atmosphere of the Ishimura and, I'm I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do with um, Dead Space. When it comes to um, Battlefield, I will be truthful. I was already kind of sold, and I feel like this game mode kind of put me... I was on the fence. I wasn't on the other side of the fence like Mag. I was actually on the fence kind of like, oh, I don't know. But this game mode definitely has me intrigued. I really want to try to pick this up day one. I really feel this game mode is going to be kind of fun. Uh, I've seen game modes where they allow... Uh, players to create matches and everything really kind of knock it out of the park. Uh, I hate to bring it up, but let's talk about uh, Overwatch. Uh, they had a workshop mode that came out, I believe, in 2019, and it actually created some of the more funner modes that were used later on in uh, events for the game, and it, it led to a lot of success for Overwatch to actually get um, the players of the game kind of involved in creating modes, and I feel like DICE is also going to do this too that they're going to see some of these modes that these players create, and they're going to see some pretty zany stuff, and they're going to want to probably kind of highlight some of these modes. 
And I made the joke yesterday. I was like, imagine what we're going to see on social media and what we're going to see on like uh, looking for group on Xbox uh, from people that are probably like, hey, does anybody want to get together and have like uh, what Dice described, you know, 10 people with assault rifles and the rest of us with knives? Or do we want to have all the or a match where everybody's just running around as a medic with a defibrillator trying to take <laughs> each other out? Um, some of the ideas that were thrown out, I dude, sky's the limit with a mode like this, and I think it's just going to make a lot of fun, creative fun. I said fun twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with uh, what these guys say. I felt they had a very strong show. I felt that uh, the battlefield mode stuff was. Uh, really interesting and, and a little change of pace. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, for sure. I, I do not think this game is going to, and I was always one of the guys that said, don't get your hopes high uh, on the, uh, I think we all would love it for it be a day one game pass, but you have to realize that uh, EA itself has its own service. So I don't think that they would shortchange their own service and give it to game pass day one and not do it with their own service and i don't think that they're ready to do it uh with ea access yet uh ready to make a day and date uh step as of now so i don't think it's going to come I, I do think that um you know people who are hoping for that maybe quell quell your hope a lot i know that there were like xbox people insiders whatever you want to call them that were saying it was a done deal or it was happening um, and people were pushing back when they heard that it might not happen and all this stuff, and they were blaming Xbox, but it was it's not Xbox's fault for somebody making something up that's completely not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so just 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 to keep that uh, you know in in your in your back pocket, I, I do not think it's going to be uh, day one. I do think, like Mag said, it'll it'll come just like everything else comes to EA Access. It'll come to Ultimate Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate three to six months or whatever it is after the fact. Um, one of the things that Mag pointed out that I thought was uh, really interesting was the COD stuff. Um, not only they've had a horrible week, sexual uh allegations harassment and you know for this stuff to be happening even post gamergate uh and everyone who knows what gamergate is it's 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 uh uh you know it's a portion of last generation where a lot of women came out and they were talking about being treated unfairly um and there was a lot of people that brought up uh you know the unfair treatments and stuff like that uh, for stuff to happen like what was talked about at at, uh, at Activision, in light of that, it's happening after that, where you, your awareness should have been much higher than you would think, is pretty despicable on uh, Activision's part, and they definitely have a problem there. Um, some of the stories were really kind of like gross and. Uh, and I do think that maybe this is the year that COD takes a step back. And uh, one of the things, and I've heard this not from from pretty reputable people, that there'll be some some delays that surprise people in the fall. Uh, oh. And whether that hmm. that's Horizon or if it's, you know, and I think that maybe what was hinted at was Call of Duty. And it makes sense if that got delayed like like uh, 
middle aged gamer was saying, like, we haven't, we, what do we know about the next Call of Duty? It is August or almost August, and we do not, what do we know? What have they talked about? Do we don't even know the name. I don't even think so, to be honest with you, Tim. Like, I think it's so still referred details. to under code, under under developer code names. It's not even been officially yeah. announced on the titles. Mm-hmm. And they had to call in their other studios to come help them. Yeah, because they were crashing and burning. I'm, so I'm completely yeah, with Tim Dog on that whole situation. That you know, regretfully, I, I think this situation with the lawsuit with Activision Blizzard is going to turn into a very messy deal that I think that they're going to have to focus all their attention on. And I really, I'm with the the guys that think that Call of Duty is potentially going to be delayed. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I had talked about that recently uh, on the show. That I, ha- I had mentioned that point, that I did hear that, that there's going to be some surprises and that people, the big thing right now is, is that people can't land dates. And that's obviously true. Horizon Forbidden doesn't mm-hmm. have a date. Uh, Halo, I think Halo, listen, Halo is, they're going to have a date. They're just probably wondering where they can slot in and to see if Call of Duty makes it out of call quarter four. But man, that's an interesting comment and interesting stuff that, that, uh, that actually made me really think that Call of Duty, they better start talking or they better, we might better get some type of news uh, the stuff that you don't want this, you don't want the type of news to be what we just heard last week. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, with the showing that, that EA had with Battlefield, um, and the strong partnership they have with Xbox, uh, you know, I do think that, uh, they're, they're not going to, um, you know, conflict with Halo. Uh, you know, you can have a really nice, holiday you know uh for just for gaming in general uh you have halo uh battlefield and, and if call of duty makes it obviously call of duty but um i do think that uh battlefield might uh might actually challenge call of duty who knows um you know like i said uh, it's very interesting stuff on the call of duty side uh hopefully we get some information hopefully it doesn't get delayed but at the end of the day if it doesn't get delayed mm-hmm. if it did get delayed into into march it would still do gangbusters in march i don't think it's uh you know you still have the console shortages going on until march so there's a, there's a number of reasons why they probably could delay it um, and, and as far as the dead space, yeah, I like that it's, uh, that they announced it. But uh, part of me really would love to see a new dead space with a new engine, a new game. Uh, I did play Dead Space. I don't know if I finished it. I don't remember I have played it, but um, I'm kind of uh, I've always been uh, outwardly uh, vocal that I'm not a big fan of, of remakes as much as I could tolerate them and I like them. But I like new stuff. Well, new Tim Dog. I just wanted to point out, we're talking, so technically Dead Space was originally done by Visceral Games, which obviously doesn't exist anymore, and the developers from that originally had the done Dead Space at Visceral Games, forgive me, I don't know the name of the studio, but they're doing a game called Callisto Protocol, and I think it's really interesting and kind of crappy that this Dead Space remake is overshadowing uh, yeah. Them trying to ha- to hype Callisto Protocol, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. a crazy name, Callisto Protocol. But um, yeah, I will definitely look at that. But I think that uh, 
the days of um, I mean they didn't talk much on Madden and I was kind of disappointed in that uh, I'm a big Madden guy as as you guys know um, I, I'm really hoping that they have uh, a little more effort than they did last I thought I thought last Madden was great but I'm wondering what they're really gonna if it's just gonna be a copy and paste deal probably most likely it will be and you know the price I already bought Madden so it's 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 you know it's unfortunately they got me you know what i mean <laughs> uh because i'm a big sports fan and, and, and such but I, I do hope that that madden uh is a little bit different than because I, I felt like the madden 2021 and to compare to 20 they were very similar mm-hmm. and then 20 from 19 was was a big jump i felt when they had the new engine the 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 engine uh but yeah uh EA is uh, really repairing their image, and it's funny how just the way everything's going, it used to be, you know, we would think that it's only multiplayer games only, and now, you know, single-player games are, are kind of making their way back, or at least, um, you know, uh, like, like I said, the Dead Space getting the go is, is a big thing for, for EA, in my opinion, because, you know, they were you know, exclusively doing, you know, multiplayer type stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I do agree that they are, they are doing good, good things. And the show surprisingly was a, a pretty mm-hmm. big hit. And I don't think that, um, many expected that. I thought we all thought the show would suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, agreed. Like I'll admit Tim. At first, I was, like, kind of bored with it, like, the first half. But then, like, once it transitioned to, like, oh, here's this, uh, you know, uh, new Battlefield mode, uh, the portal. Oh, here's uh, Dead Space at the end, the remake. And then even, like, a little bit before that, too, we saw this EA original again. Uh, I think it's called Lost in Random. It's a uh, Tim Burton kind of inspired-looking adventure game. And I thought that that looked pretty cool, too. So, yeah, they had a few things. Like, again, they had... Uh, since they bought Codemasters uh, a few months ago, they uh, they unleashed they unveiled that new uh, grid game as well. You know, they had a few things there that uh, caught some people's eyes. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I know that uh, you're a pretty big Dead Space fan. Um, what did you think of the announcement? Yeah, it was pretty hyped because we've been hearing like rumors and leaks possibly about that coming. So it's nice to see that. Um, Definitely looking forward to uh, jumping into uh, the first one again with that remake. It looks mm-hmm. it looked like the first one is great with this atmosphere, uh, with that like event horizon feel. But like this one, yes. <laughs> with the realism jump from the first one to what what they do with this, and it's next gen only. Um, this is going to be pretty exciting. Um, and then as far as with the battlefield, I don't think they were ever in any. Like the thing with Battlefield is it was gonna live because of the hardcore. It was never gonna be like fall by the wayside, like kind of like Titanfall. Um, and if you play Battlefield, especially in the if you go back to the last modern one they did, the Battlefield campaign on that one was I I never even played it because it was such a just mediocre, just like short, <laughs> tiny campaign that they just kind of slapped onto it. Mm. Um, and I'm used to paying the hundred dollars anyway, because when you play battlefield for the multiplayer, you end up paying for the season passes that get you these huge detailed maps because they add a ton of content that for that extra, do, yes. like 
forty dollars plus um, new weapons and, and everything. Yep, and I mean at least you get the EA Play discount, um, so it's already knocked off like ten close to ten bucks. Um, so I mean I'm super hyped with that, and the, the what they showed off in like the trailers they've showed off so far just that looks like on a whole nother level. I don't know any game that's doing like the stuff they were showing like that amount of people um you're gonna do cross play with uh pc so that's gonna be great um and then i think it's great that you still have the visceral guys that went off they're making you know doing their own thing um that's gonna just help with competition from the people remaking or doing the remake and then hopefully that mm-hmm. spurs into we actually will get um I, remind me if anyone's played maybe spoilers here um i think with the third dead space they kind of made it so it's you can't really do a sequel but i, I didn't finish the third one neither did <laughs> so, i not so I... <laughs> from from what i've heard in some other podcasts from something like that, i don't know if like if like where that went on like if it killed i don't know but uh if they can do somewhat of a sequel or some um that'd be great to continue on like the dead space IP. So if you have that dead space IP and then whatever the visceral, uh, one of the head devs is doing over there with the, uh, protocol game, that's just going to be great. It's going to get more and more horror atmospheric. Cause we don't have very many games like this in the, yeah, we got evil mm-hmm. within and, but some of this and kind of that, that gets that sci-fi horror niche or something with it. in like space that just makes it a lot more, cause you're in a lot more like, uh, like, airlocks or things that are a lot more Tight closed off and yeah. Cla- yeah claustrophobic so I, I think that just adds to it um and then with the whole space and there the silence that that part to it so that's gonna be great that's those are the two things that i hit on but i haven't played madden for ages just i used to play that every year and just like die hard get into it and then it just it got too same they didn't do anything they they took and then, and when they would make great things with like the each year they would add something like cool, and then they started to like take things away. It's like, oh, we added this cool thing this year, and then the next year, oh, we totally took that away and we added this instead. <laughs> so that's where it got me, where I was just like, okay, uh, you know, I'm kind of done now. And I don't think they've even done anything like when they used to do with the uh, when they had the abilities. That was really cool back in the day. Uh, I think that was like Madden. It was like Madden 08 with Vince Young, where it had like the certain players would have like a rocket arm or certain players would have like a could do like, you know, spectacular catches like that added kind of some flavor to just, hey, copy and paste Madden. But then they just haven't really done stuff like that in a while. So. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. the worst because I, I complain about this stuff and then I'm like the first like I get that a lot on Twitter. I, I'll be very vocal and then I'll be like like day one like playing the game, like, yeah, playing the game. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean, uh, I just you know, I'm hopeful that they 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 add some stuff to make it. You know, I think that they they you don't have to do a ton of stuff. I just wish you know really for reality. Is that if they're not adding too much stuff, they really should be charging like thirty nine ninety nine for for these season these seasonable upgrades. But you know, it is what it is. Um, they know they have people like me. You know, I, one of the things that they do, what I hate, is, is like they hold the rosters back, and yeah. you know, 
You know, that's that's the big thing. Like, I want to play with Galladay, and I want to play with all the free agency giants. You know, uh, you know, signed and and they're upgraded. You know, stats. Uh, you know, basically that's the biggest draw is you get all the updated rosters and, you know, the graphics are essentially the same. I think me, you know, I'm hoping they add ray tracing, but again, they haven't talked about it. So to me, I guess, uh, uh, I guess it's probably going to be one of these deals where I complain, but, um, as I already noted, I already bought the game. So, uh, I wonder if they ran the numbers on that. Like if, Hey, guess what we're gonna do this going forward? We're gonna just do roster updates. Uh, we'll periodically do a big like jump, like graphical enhancement. Um, mm-hmm. But hey, we're gonna sell you the game sixty. Okay, that's the first buy-in. But at least the Lex, like, okay, five years. Do five years at a time where we're just gonna keep that same game. Maybe some slight graphical tweaks, but we're gonna just charge you like twenty dollars for the roster update or okay. ten or something instead of like sixty dollars. And I wonder exactly. if they get a lot more people to like shell in for the money, right? That might outweigh what they're doing now. Because you had people like me that bought it every year. I haven't touched it in like right. four or five years. So, yeah, and you know, also too, one of the factors is that they, you know, um, uh, you know, they haven't as long as they they target the older generation, gen uh, generation eight. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that much of a step up. I think that uh, maybe next year, uh, when they uh, if they they block out Generation Eight, which I don't see happening. Um, well, let's just say when that happens, I do think that you could have a situation where they target, you know, the these high end systems, and and you get, you know, uh, obviously in Gen Eight when they had that that they did that, I think in year three. Then yeah, you know, you went from you know Madden 25 to to the uh, whatever game that was Madden 2015 or 16, and that was one of my favorite Maddens. I played I played I played 700 hours of that of that game um, because it was new. It was it was you know it was a a a, a big deal. Um, so uh, I guess we're going to have to wait, but this is not going to be the year where I don't think we're going to see market marketed uh, improvement. I do think, though, next year will be something to look at. And also now that Xbox gets the the show, I think the show is, is fine. You know, any of these sports games, uh, they do have these uh, these these deals, and, I, and I'm hoping that the show and and uh, NBA and these other ones just become next gen only in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, some interesting insight there, Tim and Shockley. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we get some updates on Madden and, uh, you know, whether it be with ray tracing and a few other details, because, you know, that's been the biggest criticism is that uh, EA doesn't, uh, you know, just the same copy and paste stuff, except with, you know, some minor tweaks here and there to like certain modes and so on and the graphics. But, hey, hopefully they got some uh, good stuff packed into this one. Um, all right, guys, I think on that note, we'll start ending things off. And you know what? I got to say, really fun show tonight. We definitely uh, touched on a lot more than I expected, which is fantastic. We got through details on Halo Infinite's beta. 
Psychonauts 2, EA Play Live, Netflix's entry into gaming, and lots more. As always, great crowd tonight. Saw some new faces in here. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's great to see uh, always you know, new people coming to watch the show. Uh, we really do appreciate the time uh, that you awesome people spend with us. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a like, subbing to the channel, and share this across social media. And with all that said and out of the way, let's get to the outros, and we'll start with our guest, Mag. Buddy, thanks for uh, hopping yes, on here. Really appreciate it, bud. Uh, you you have such uh, powerful, keen insight into uh, the gaming scene, and uh, yeah, just really appreciate your takes on things. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Well, I appreciate you guys inviting me tonight. It was a pleasure. I had a lot of fun, even though I was only here for about an hour or so, but uh, yeah, uh, great time. Um and chat, you guys were awesome too. I, I saw some, uh, I saw some familiar faces in there too. And uh, anyways, guys, uh, you could follow me on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G Y at the end, of course. And uh, if anybody wants to game with me or even just say hello, you can find me on the Xbox Series X or on the PlayStation Five. All one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the Mag, and that is with two G's, and that is my name. Yes. Uh, if you guys want to check out any of my other shows, Monday nights. I am on Primetime Gaming uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends. Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, I am on Gaming After Dark. That is with Mr. Noof Nukem and Titan Drago. And, uh, of course, I'm here tonight. And, actually, I think it's going to be next week or the week after. No, I think it's the week after. I am going to be on BRAP, the Basement Radio Arcade podcast with none other than Enrique and crew. So uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be tangling in a few weeks there. So, uh, anyways, guys, it was great topics, great conversation, a good time. And uh, uh, everybody have a great night, and we'll see you all soon. Well said, my friend. Uh, again, thanks for jumping on. Uh, moving on over to Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, uh, really insightful as always. Love the commentary. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can follow me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, thanks for Mag for stopping by. Man, you uh, and I know everybody says this, but man, I get you and I was like, wait, did we get Mooch in this podcast? I know, but... and you, you, you know what's funny? I've done <clears throat> I've done four shows with Mooch on the same show. And the funny thing is, and when you hear both of us talking at the same time, we don't sound anything alike. But when you separate us, yeah, no one subtle, can tell yeah. the difference. Yeah. And uh, I've done four Crossfire podcasts with him. And uh, people are like, no, no, I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference. But then if I'm on another show, they're like, is that Mooch? <laughs> it's so funny. Or you get blamed for something he said. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Don't even get me started. Or, you know, I got a fight with a guy. He says, you're a budget Mooch because you don't like PlayStation. I'm like. I have a PlayStation 5. Do you? <laughs> it's like, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, I get people coming out because they think I'm like such a, you know, I am an Xbox guy first and foremost, right? But I'm, you know, I've, I have everything. I have PlayStation 5. I have all that stuff, Nintendo, whatever. But th that's what I talk about, right? So everybody thinks, and when they get mad at me, they call me budget mooch. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's too funny. But uh, no, again, thanks, Mag. It's, uh, you know, again, great having you here. Um, Moving on over, Tim Dog, buddy. Hey, uh, really good takes tonight. Uh, love the energy. Uh, where can everybody follow you at, bud? Follow me, xCloud Tim Dog on Twitter, uh, also on Xbox. I am Meg. Uh, I just uh, sent a friend request to your three hundred and thirty thousand gamer score. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah, that's me. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty impressive, man. I thought uh, it was higher than that, but okay. <laughs> well, it might have been. I just, I just saw it was astronomically high, and I was just, I was impressed. Uh, you know how much of a fan I am of you. Uh, I've done a couple of podcasts. Thank you for coming on the show. Always welcome to you. Thank you. Uh, you really know your stuff, and um, uh, I, I, I tell, I tell you, or I'm telling you now, just keep doing what you're doing. Get to content creator. Um, you really uh, have a knack for, uh, you know, uh, being on podcasts. You got a real, uh, uh, you know, good way of making points, and you have the radio voice, all, all, all of it. So, just uh, you know, I'm a fan. I've always told you that. But um, Thanks, uh, we got, we definitely got a game up and talk and play a little. Um, yep. Maybe we'll play some. Uh, I don't know. I suck at multiplayer. Maybe we'll play uh, Sea of Thieves. Are you a big Sea of Thieves guy? <laughs> I've actually tried. I'm actually. I, I've tried a bit of it here and there, and I'm just like, eh, it's all right. And I, I kind of lose my focus after a bit. But hey, the Ascent is coming out, and we got Back yes. to Blood coming out. There's all kinds of stuff. Flight and, uh, Sim. Yeah, I'm looking for like uh, Mr. Boomstick and I are looking for people to join in on the ascent and stuff. So like, well, you know, we're gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. Listen, I heard uh, one of the things I've heard before this where I go um, from pretty reputable people that uh, from the internal teams that the Psychonauts is gonna score well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ascent, I, I'm hearing crazy things about this game. Uh, it's supposedly really, really good. So, yep. um, the 29th it comes out. So, uh, maybe I'll hit you up that day. Usually, during all the right, week. man, for me. But, uh, thank you for coming down. Uh, rest of the panel, great job. Always here, always consistent, always doing uh, your thing. Next week, we get MLD back. Uh, he's uh, also a great addition to the show. Um, uh, thanks for showing up. Uh, I'll have my uh, my laptop ready next week. Um, should be uh, shouldn't be out. Uh, it was like I said, I was at the Mets game, and uh, then I uh, you know mosey on back, and I didn't get back in time. So, but so I had to do the show on the phone. But my apologies for that. But uh, just a great Sunday night, and I'll see you next week. Well said, buddy. Uh, Centurion, where can everybody follow you at, buddy? Oh man, it was a great show tonight. Uh, thank you, Mag, sir, for tune uh, for turning up and uh, helping yeah, fill in some of the uh, the silence. Definitely, uh, for those interested in finding me, please check me out at Centurion One Three Zero Seven on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast and every Sunday night right here on the TXR Podcast. Mm-hmm. Good show right there. All right, and to round this show out, this is Invader, and you can find my content on YouTube over at Invader Gaming. I'm also on a number of alt media sites, such as Minds, BitChute. You can follow me on there, same name, Invader Gaming. Great show tonight, everyone. Again, we really appreciate uh, you checking us out, and we cannot wait to see you all here next Sunday. Have a good one, guys. Peace out.